Never in the history of the world have the merchants of obscenity had available to them the modern facilities for disseminating this filth. Disseminating this filth. The onslaught of the communist masters of deceit. Bingo. fishes for Italians on Christmas Eve. Can I just say I feel like it could be any seven fishes. I don't know for sure. I think it can be. For Greeks uh, Christmas infamously not important. Literally something that like all the Christmassy things are like oh yeah like something you do that's American. Oh I will toast to that. Toast to 2022. 2022. It is currently like 1230. uh, What's the vibe? Betty Wright is dead. R.I.P. Um, Thank you for R.I.P. to real friend. one. Couldn't make it to the triple it's digits. It's one o'clock in no, the morning. No, it, it's a vibe how she left at 99 on New Year's Eve in this year of all years. Two I just, and a half to three and a half weeks out from her 100th birthday. Yes, and she'd already done press about her 100th birthday. Oh. I love it. Oh, welcome to Pinko Kami Sluts, everyone. We have a guest. And- we have a guest. Happy Hello. New Year. We have a guest huh? live in... Person. person. <laughs> I was going to say in action, mm. but uh, we're sitting down. Um, <laughs> Juliana. Hi. Juliana. She's a friend. We like her. I Yeah, I'm a friend. Sitting in, filling the... We had a lot of questions about Italian things. So yeah, Sardinian yeah. things. It's a, it's a time of the year to have questions about Italians, especially Sardinians, so I'm here to fill that void. Uh, Okay, yeah. so Juliana, as someone whose people all live to be 137 years old, what, did what Betty are White your do thoughts wrong? Yeah, on what Betty White did wrong to crap out at 99? Uh, I mean, you know, first off, uh, she definitely wasn't drinking enough red wine. Like, that's like the baseline. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And as a Sardinian, to- what about her sardine intake? I couldn't comment on that. Like, she looked pretty dry in all the Golden Girls <laughs> <laughs> films. She just was very dry looking. I don't know what to say, you know? So, like, she looked, like, red wined enough. Like, she had a lot of red wine in her. Uh-huh. Not enough oil from the sardines, I'd say. So I couldn't really comment on that. Yeah, I don't know if Betty White was taking at least a tablespoon of olive oil yeah. straight a per day. day. A day, yeah. Um, yeah, also, of course no a word. Day. That's conservative. Also, One tablespoon. Mm, oh my god. No word on her talisman game as far as defeating There's any evil There's been times eyes. in my life where I've swug. Swug? Is that a past tense of swig? Mm. Swigged. Swigged. I've swigged. Swagged. I've I feel swagged. Like I you got swag. Um, you had a lot of swagged. I feel like I swag, and you know what? It's a living language, English. Um, <laughs> you swag. What did you swag? There's no uh, olive oil. When I've been like in a weird um, when you want state things. where I'm like, you know what? I need superfoods. 
You need to lubricate it going down. Um, I've also, if I have a lot of talking work to do, I have also consumed olive oil by itself mm. for that purpose. Damn. And I was thinking about it recently because I am doing some voiceover auditions and then I like do really dumb copy, but then I like, I'm, I do it in a different voice than I did the first time. Can you give us you know? one? I, I don't want to put you on the spot. Oh my God. We got to get you to read something. Like read like, read Hold the back on. of this shit. It what was, it was. Like, no, I got some uh Read some fish Derrida. Boxes. Read some Derrida. <laughs> like the, the blurb of Derrida in your different voices. Spectres of Marks by Derrida. One of Derrida's best books. More explicitly than before. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. <laughs> there you go. I, I, oh, man. Uh, I actually oh, I got goosebumps. Yeah. I didn't yeah, have any I felt of those kind of uh, voiceovers. I felt the bard. But I, have I felt the bard. Infused done. into your... I have done that. I have done kids stuff, like uh, little kids oh, stuff. Oh, okay. All right. What's this? Same Dude, difference. This, so, yeah, uh, let's hear it. Derrida is kids stuff. Always a man of the left. Derrida felt able to write this book only when Soviet communism had collapsed. <laughs> That's fucking fantastic. Love Holy it. Fuck. Oh. I, oh my God. Could you imagine a whole YouTube series of like a hot chick in a Twitch like ear shit reading Derrida in yeah. that voice? Oh my fuck. Yeah, no. Um, I there do. are many perverts out there, yeah. oh, Perves, I'm desperate right now. I need your money. So make me an offer. Maybe you should do this. This should be your next uh, thing. Read philosophy books in kids' voice. I have yeah. Okay, though. speaking of perverts, oh, I could I could be a cat girl. Go, go for it. Okay, never mind. I could be a cat girl. Meow, meow, meow. Oh boy. I also, I mean, like I. You got another voice. You got other voices. I do have other voices. I mean, uh, with a moxism. <laughs> Yes! <laughs> the bard is infused with you. <laughs> Wither Marxism. Wither Marxism. Damn. Damn. Also, like, I the do, many, the many, I do the- want to be better at certain uh, dialects and accents. Um, I can do certain things comedically that I would not say were uh, up to snuff. One of the things about Spectres of Marx is that there are multiple Marx, and what we have proven here is that there are multiple... Marx exists in the multiverse, and the MCU I want to talk about is the... um, What we've proven is that there are multiple bunnies. The Marx cinematic universe that I'm going to create. It's going to have multiple bunnies, multiple Marxes. Multiple bunnies. Multiple angles. Yeah. Yeah. I think we need in... Yeah, Yeah. in some dimensions... Angles is uh, interesting, and other ones a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like also in some you get some raw. The way to actually do this would be to just make each of the Marx multiverses a different famous philosophical take on how to interpret Marx. So that you would be have good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, two Althusers. Yeah, Althuser. You have young Marx and old Marx in the Althuser sense. You have uh, a James hey, Okay, Marx. sorry, sorry. Young Marx and old Marx. Cut to young Marx and old Marx. What? <laughs> They're looking at each other at the same time. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm 
imagining like a young Keanu Reeves and an old Keanu That's Reeves. Exactly uh, what we're doing. Yeah, but it's Mark's going it's, like what? I, I like spirit and uh, the Pickles development cool. of human uh, wholeness against alienation. And old Marks is like, boo, that's stupid math and bullshit. And they okay. fight. So in all the different verses of like <clears throat> multiverses of Marx and all the different interpretations of them, how many of them are angles and Marx having like raw sex with each other on like at least a bi-yearly well, basis? Because okay. you know they the weren't like they weren't like always living together. I assume who city. has watched the entirety of the Chinese state media anime it's biography awesome. of Marx? What? There is there's this yeah, exists. That absolutely exists. And oh, I watched I, I I've had it, it shown to me. You had the first episode shown to you, you fucking peon. Um, but how many episodes I've are there? There's like ten. To me. <laughs> Show me your Marxist penis. Show me your Marxist. Did you say four hundred and ten? No, ten. Show oh, me ten. your best Marxist anime. How many minutes long each? I don't know, like twenty-two. How do you not fucking 30? know the exact limit time of? The- like about a half hour. Because. It's Marxist, so it's like, are these numbers important, right? The time, the episode length is actually dialectical. Anyway, I'm into any sort of, uh, I'm into sort of any, any sort of animated graphic novel depiction of anything. Well, if you want one that supports Um, the current Chinese state, uh, then look no further. Maybe you guys should do like a a watching series of this together. Dangest Marks. Yeah. I mean, it's like whatever. It's I, I've also read biographies on Marx, and it largely gets yeah. But the strokes, my question right? is, does Marx make a fireball with his? Class consciousness. Well, he does. No, there is like an epic anime showdown uh, between him and Bakunin at the first international. As they should. Oh my god, what a great! I want a kaham kamahe mahe. What Goku? Kamala Harris. I think is the word you're looking for. Kamala Harris. Kamala. I want a kamahe mahe versus uh, Bakunin. Well, either way, Steven's pronunciation is more offensive than mine. I thought that was the correct one. Of Kamala Harris, I think not. It's Kamala Harris. No, it's the Dragon Ball Z ball that Goku holds over his head when he's fighting against somebody, and that's the thing that Marx is doing to Bakken at the first international. You could have used Hidoken, which is far better known, and I would have known it. I'm sorry, but I was raised on a steady dose of Dragon Ball Z growing up, and I will not apologize for it. That was my introduction to anime, and... Nobody's going to tell me that I was wrong at yeah, seven no, years I, old. I have absolutely no stake in that. And uh, there's that the Boo fine. series. There's the Majin Boo series. The There's the Cell Saga. I have no idea what any of this is, but all it all of those seems things cool. can be thrown into an anime Marx versus Bakunin is what I'm saying. We need six episodes of Marx. I've half thought about randomly getting into uh, Gundam models. Yeah, it's the same principle of having one action piece take 
place over six different episodes and having it build build up and build up. Oh, this is which, more Legos, but Japanese. But yeah, no. Which I appreciate. Yeah, yeah no, I, I mean, like, I'm all for, like, getting into random bullshit. Uh, I just happened to never be into Dragon Ball as a kid. But I that's cool. woke up at six o'clock in the morning yeah, like, in I, middle school uh, to watch it before yeah. Pokemon. Yeah, I mean, I watched Pokemon. I was also into the games. Wasn't into the card game just because I was into MTG. And then, like, all the Pokemon kids had to kick us out of the comic shop for their tournament. Yeah, as they will. They're a territorial bunch of thing. assholes. It sucked. And the comic book owner was like, well, they're spending more money than you guys. And we're like, but we're your longtime customers. And then he, like, did some, like, worst episode ever shit from The Simpsons and, like, throws out. It sucked ass. That cardboard crack, you know, that is some long-term money shit right there but the Dragon Ball Z mad people were in the Dragon Ball Z as a kid like I I wasn't a particular fan but what I do remember from them is that the, each fucking fight would last like three fucking episodes you're just like prepping for each other just kind of like oh man I'm gonna fuck you up oh, yeah, I mean, that's, no, I no, mean, that's I, the I, like, same that's just an arc structure Pokemon no, had no, the same thing. no no no, no, no. This no. Dragon Ball that. Z was like so it really really like teased out of you you know you were there you're just like fucking fight already just go Go. The whole world is watching. The whole world from mega screens are fucking yeah. watching. Yeah. The three up. They're but like, then are we going to die? Would next? Happen. Yeah. Always. You would be distracted. Always. And then, like, a bald guy with a third eye would be like, oh no, I have to have a it's subplot. Almost like, it's almost like the budget for, like, doing the fight scenes was so, like, they didn't have enough budget. So they only could, like, dose it out every once in a while. So they really had to stretch it out. Yeah. It was and awesome. Fill it with dialogue. It yeah. Kept yeah. People me fucking loved it. edging as a child. I mean, that's probably how you learn to edge. Yeah. From that is scene. how I learned to edge. I was like, oh my God, I haven't masturbated yet. Let me watch Dragon Ball Z. That's right. R.I.P. to a real one, Betty yeah. White, queen of edging. Yeah, she queen. died on New Year's Eve at 99 years old. And that was we all, so many, so uh, many weeks right out of her. That was, I mean, that is a real edge. That's a real fucking real edge. commitment. To the edge, you know what I was saying? You know what I was saying? Oh shit, she's here right now! Oh no, I called her in from the astral plane. So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. She is not. She's in Golden Girls okay. right now. Seriously, I room. have not mentioned this, but have we not all like considered the fact that she knows something about this year, and that was her signal that like well I'm not dealing with that shit. This ties into the point I was talking to earlier. I was talking earlier to a friend and they were like one more person was taking us from 2021. You know what I mean? Damn. The other thought was that well maybe 2022 is so fucking wretched right. that it's reaching into yeah, it's gonna have, from the future into our past. It's going to have dovid which is one letter past covid exactly. and therefore one letter worse. So it like it, 22 22 is so fucking horrible. How exciting. It reaches yeah, well, Betty White didn't Betty think White so. Indeed. Betty White wanted a fucking piece. You think, uh, you think she was pulled into the afterlife? You think she chose it? Uh, no, I think like the prophet, peace be unto him, uh, at the critical point in his life. 9.43 Pacific time this morning. Allah, the blessed and most merciful, showed her it's the... It's creepy, I did. That is when she died. Par- you know what, what time was she born at? I want to know. 
showed her paradise and also showed her the future of the terrestrial plane and gave her a choice to continue on or enter paradise and she chose paradise is what i believe happens and your secular ways will not convince uh, me otherwise well as a person who believes betty white possibly simultaneously a bodhisattva which means she can't go to nirvana until we're all saved but also um whatever the thing is where uh when she does reincarnate, she will remember all of her past lives. Mm. Yeah, mm. she's like one of those. So like uh, very soon a baby Elrond will be Hubbard. born with the full memory of Betty White's life and every previous life, Betty White's soul. Elrond Is she the last golden girl? Are there other Yeah, golden... she was the last golden girl. So this like fulfills a prophecy. This must be some sort of no, she definitely won that taunty. <laughs> she absolutely, they made a, a blood oath during one of their episodes. Uh, they found an actual treasure and they're like, well, we can't. And an amulet was inside. And they're like, well, we can't and release B. this Arthur now. And Arthur was like, put it away. And Betty White was like, no, I have a good feeling about it. And B. Arthur was like, oh my God, I hate how optimistic you are. I love B. Arthur as a gay child. Uh, I hate how optimistic you <laughs> But anyway, um, uh, Spectres the of Arthur's Golden Girls. Too. Oh no. Spectres they of Golden Girls. They basically, oh, they held it in trust and all had four matching keys. And when each of them died, they took it to a certain gravestone and turned the key of the person who died. And when the last key was turned uh, when the la by the last surviving person, uh, they would get access to the treasure, like in that episode of The Simpsons with Grandpa Simpson and Mr. Burns. I think we should call this episode Specters of Golden Girl. Sure, why not? I have a question. Do you guys, we are at the precipice of history. We are looking forward. We are looking to the future, to the future's future. And I wondered if you had any wild predictions for 2022. That's what today should be about. Wild predictions about 2022 and make them as wrong as possible, make them as outlandish as possible, and they might be correct. And if you are correct, then we could clip it and put it into like a, a YouTube clip and say, hey, I was right about this. But I have a prediction about the ways of the politics of 2022. And I think... Just like critical race theory, Republicans are going to create an anti-psychiatry, anti-therapy campaign that will be modeled that will be modeled after critical race theory and say you guys who have been told your entire life that you're weak, you're depressed, that's not true. We're going to rail against the guidance counselors in your schools and the kids that are being told that they're depressed, they're not actually depressed. Do you think that there is that high of a level of people actually being treated for mental illness in a like meaningful fashion? No, but I don't think that critical race theory is being actually taught in schools. So Yeah, but I'm saying like what you're saying would require people to already be in this whatever, which I think is something we're uh, familiar it, with. I'm familiar with it, honestly. Wait, you, I don't, wait, hold on. Uh, no, I don't no, think it needs to be I, a high yeah, level. They I, just I seem to, like, with that, critical, critical race theory, like, isn't meaningfully being taught in schools as a theory, but, like, the, the fucking conservatives still believe that, like, it's being taught. You can equate shit and, like, imprint shit on it, like, in some 
amorphous cultural sense yeah. of the liberals are telling you you're depressed. Uh, of, but I just don't buy that. That's something that is easily politicized in this way. I, I think because no. I feel like the people who seek out these diagnosis and treatment are not conservatives and they are not like there's not that many people who actually are getting which treatment it, which in this makes way. it all the easier to hate it abstractly because if you actually engaged with it or like knew someone who engaged with it and had like a fairly good experience. But uh, how would this be different from what already exists as the like, oh, they're it, trying to put you on pills. It, but. it would be that, but it would be organized in a political sense yeah, for in the a same, campaign. In the same way that QAnon takes up a lot of signaling from like new age stuff it, uh, that already exists, this would certainly like incorporate and, that kind of and stuff. And there has been a bunch of anti-psychiatry, anti-therapy kind of movements I just don't since feel the that, 1960s. I just do not feel like the white people in this country are thrilled threatened by it the same way they are threatened by the very idea of their weird made up thing about critical race theory like uh, i just it's all it's all seeking a thing to avoid saying jews i think I it's mean, more i think it's more like trying to ex- <laughs> okay i think it's more trying well, to explicate no, I mean, why it's all a why thing some of people like are... cer- some certain elite core is teaching a certain bad thing that is eating away at society from the inside and the fact that you haven't I don't think that's the the vexatious part. I think literally the vexatious part is the idea that there's a cogent theory that says that white supremacy exists. Like this is the problem with critical race theory is that it is the thing that says white supremacy exists. So, and the thing that therapy says to people is that they're weak and that their masculinity is wrong, you, you and can that they're imprint, more feminine if they're but depressed. I don't, okay, I just I do, I feel like, like if it's you have if you go to a guidance counselor and they're like, "Well, your kid needs to go to therapy because he's got like anger issues," and then the parents are like super Republican and they're like, "Well, my kid is perfect." Let me go to the school board and let me complain about this. And then it becomes a national issue in two weeks. And then it's organized around a local government, you know, election. I can see it going the same way that, you know, critical race theory went, mm-hmm. except in an anti-psychiatry where... I feel l- like it would have already happened. And I feel like this is well, reductive yeah. about how race is. Um, it's not about race. It's about. I feel like yeah, it's it is about, about race. The difference is that critical race theory is about race, and that's no. This is not about race at all. This is about anti-liberalism that is seeping into our children's teaching. Which I is think where you think people have ideological holds. They don't. I think white people are in, tangibly uncomfortable with black people and ideas around them in ways that exceed the political ideologies. They're not simply choosing. Critical critical race theory to like do a thing like very literally that discomfort exists and it's being exploited. So I agree that like they're not necessarily choosing um, an ideology to like uh, because they happen to agree with the ideology rather they have this kind of amorphous dislike of a certain group of people that's like not really rational and kind of from an emotional space and that is what's like 
motivating their kind of like ideological commitments. But I also think like in the conservative sense, but like you can remove it from the racial aspect and just kind of think there is also in the, conser- like the conservatives really hate like this conception of weakness. Exactly. And I think when you talk about mental illness, uh, you necessarily talk about vulnerability to kind of like stressors in life. And there's something, at least from the perception of a conservative inherently I just perceive this to be a class issue and then irrespective of political ideology, you get treatment if you are wealthy enough and there isn't a stigma if it is pathologized in a way that is diagnosed, et cetera. If you're in a class that's able to do that, it is not something that's accessible to most people. It really is not. So it's it's this kind of thing where I'm already sort of confused. Like, so you're talking about a split among the wealthy people. No, I think you're you're onto something, certainly with the idea that it is class stratified. Absolutely. Which is why I believe that to Stephen's credit, the reaction to it can be similarly populistized and saying that this is a thing that is not in your life, it's in other people's lives, and those other people are making your life bad. And that does, in fact, often serve to fuel a reaction to a thing removed and abstracted from the thing itself. Um, I guess what I perceive as a rebranding of an old American anxiety in the critical race theory thing, I don't feel like it translates to a context that does not include race. So I would say I agree that there's like a, in America, it's impossible to remove any kind of context of race. Like it just, it's necessarily part of almost every fucking discussion you have in the States. However, like I do think there's this element of like, you cannot say that, or at least in my opinion, there's this taste of weakness and vulnerability that fascist right has and the conservative right has that is also an old fear. And I think they can intertwine, which is why I think you get like these these old narratives of like, oh, the, you know, black people are so like, especially in this period when they people owned slaves was like, I don't know, you know, they really couldn't take care of themselves and they're very vulnerable. That's why we must take care of them. There's this taste of vulnerability, right? And now that like, like white kids are being perceived as vulnerable, which is like problematic. Reaction to that because white kids are never vulnerable in this kind of. Well, I mean, which can be organized around, and that's what I'm arguing for. Just like critical race theory, I feel like this translates much more clearly to the gender issues. Absolutely, no, there's definitely gender issues. Hundred percent, absolutely arguing for a gender thing. This is a weakness. They are telling our young, white, pure boys that they are, there's something wrong they with them. They have some sort of anxiety disorder. sadness in them. And, yeah. and also I think that remotely saying race is unimportant, um, but you can grab, I mean, for most of the 20th century, the fear of communism was a vocalized driving fear um, among Americans and you certainly then signaled race into that and baked that into that. I, I don't think it's very necessary to have critical race theory as your ideological bogeyman. I think American racism is such that race can 
get incorporated into any fear of some ideological bogeyman. And I think that, like, what I'm envisioning is an organization for a future campaign. Or, or like QAnon. I mean, like, QAnon does Which not explicitly say way, anything about it's a race. Way to, it's a way, it obviously is in there. It's a way to organize around a future campaign for a localized government official that's trying to win an election that becomes a national issue. And if some parent gets paid by a fucking Republican agent to say, my teacher sent me to a guidance counselor and the guidance counselor referred me to a psychologist and the psychologist referred me to a psychiatrist and they gave me some pills and my parents who were skeptical of like issuing of pills went out and said, I don't think that the teachers should have sent my kid to the first person in the first place. We should have a discussion about what they're teaching our kids in schools. Oh my God. It suddenly becomes like an issue in the 2022 midterm election. And you know what I predict further is that the left is going to be split on the issue because there's an equal amount of oh, leftist, yeah, there's gonna leftist be some argument for anti-psychiatry as being big pharmaceutical. Yeah, that's, and that's you're going to get, get a split between the somewhat intelligent Mark Fisher and reductionists and the weird gray zone Matt Taibbi. Or, or generally like the Foucauldian, like we shouldn't ha- be controlled by substances because they're issued to us through pills kind of mentality of the left. We should, you know, have this freedom to express ourselves regardless of the entitlement to think that we were created perfect to feel a perfect way if we weren't sort of interfered with it's absolutely uh, entitled is, but it is a, uh, it is a it is a so in, uh, I mean it, it, that's something that's on the right and left in the sort of new age alternative medicine space where there's this real like refusal to accept that illness or or disorder or something could just exist without qualification that uh, it's got to be the introduction of outside forces, some kind of corruption, mm-hmm. toxin or spiritual thing or fucking karma or, or whatever, vitamin deficiency. I mean, there are, there are like philosophical arguments, especially in like the study of what disability or disorder is in, in arguing that like disorder is purely socially constructed and also environmentally constructed, like what it is to be mentally ill is like determined by your environment and what it is to be like disabled is determined by your environment. But you know, the, the level at which like individuals on the left and right who are like the state of nature is better than whatever the fuck we're doing right now is, are not really engaging at that level. They're not really engaging at like your environment yeah. can make you disabled or your environment can determine if you have a mental disorder. Or yeah. Not. I, I guess the way I always seem to experience it is that there seems to be this assumption that if not for X, then I would work perfectly. Mm. I would be the perfect weight. I wouldn't have any of these difficulties or allergies. Um, I'd look how I want, whatever it is. And it's always interesting to me when I am confronted with this because I'm like, what? Like, it's news to you that, like, it's just, like, literally existence is absurd and, like, no one knows why we're on this fucking space rock. Like, literally, nobody knows for sure. But it's also just more like... Uh, Also, like, everybody who is 
really disabled in this society, in this world. Like the idea that, oh man, there was just some sort of mix up, you know, uh, that their experience of life is a mistake is sort of the argument. Like that's also like the the interesting thing about this is that like whatever quote unquote experience of life one has is like A, also the only kind of experience of life you get to have, right? Like mm-hmm. unless you believe in some sort of reincarnation, like unless Betty White's going to come back and be like, yo, what she's up? She's already um, here in she's, the room. She's in the room with us already. We've yeah, already you know, maybe, that. yeah. But um, Specters of Marx. In the Marx multiverse, uh, Marx. she is both here with us now on the astral plane and also already in some uh, baby bank uh, being Born. Can we call it the Marvel verse? Uh, I, <laughs> I have a quantum leap multiverse where she is currently solving an issue of racism in 1960s Chicago. Then, once she solves that, she will leap into a new body with each leap bringing her one step closer to home, hopefully. Also, I will say to uh, Juliana's point. Wait, um, hold on, I didn't finish it. My real point was okay. more that, like, there's a, there's a function of, like, disability that is and disorder, either mental or physical, that's like contrived by our society. Like our society could be doing more to enable these people to participate meaningfully in our society. And by participate meaningfully, I mean be productive, not in economic sense, but to like produce something that of which gives joy to other people in their community and like allows them to feel like they're contributing to our communities. Our society isn't built around that. We don't like give that to people who are uh, disabled. We don't like joy. Yeah, especially for the disabled. Fuck them. They don't deserve the joy. (laughs) God has ordained their bodies and minds are wrong, so therefore they deserve to suffer, which is essentially what the like the left and right like state of nature prefer state of nature shit Certainly is. Certainly, yeah. Rousselian. Well, I think in I think especially in the states, there's this assumption that people who are disabled, either visibly or not, are somehow accommodated for more than not. The primary media we see around. Um, you know, people or characters uh, with disabilities is like this sort of weird inspiration porn. I mean, like when the reality is, no, like uh, it's quite difficult to be a person with disabilities in this society and accessing any of the accommodations that barely exist are uh, tedious and torturous and um, unsafe and just it's it's really awful and uh, you know I think uh, a lot of us got a taste of a little bit what it's like to exist in that kind of society being locked down and being unable to enter certain spaces and etc like the the way people talked about like being like I gotta go to the thing you know uh, when everyone's sick well everyone's sick right now at least everyone in New York fucking city is sick right now but I'm saying you know my uncle was mentally disabled and that was a huge source of joy and also a burden for my family. But also I definitely worked with mentally disabled people as a cart pusher for Whole Foods in Princeton, which we've discussed before. And let me tell you, I, I, I know this kind of works into the romanticism of the mentally disabled narrative, but I haven't had as much fun. Not as much fun. But as much unbridled joy as working with my mentally disabled coworker, who he had stories, he had life experience. He told me about his meth addiction. He told me about his love of Man for Mans and the Earth Band. And he certainly 
had a love of life that I well, I think like this didn't. is yeah I think like it's, and you need to give these people the opportunity to meaningfully participate these in, people well I mean okay. like all uh, people Juliana you you keep shutting me down as I keep I'm trying s- to sorry, like defend you defend in, you to your point there is certainly uh, when I said earlier the somewhat smart Mark Fisher reductionist I am also containing in that I think Mark Fisher has an excellent critique of, I mean, we've kind of moved on to disability, but also mental illness generally. And at the very least, a level of the social construction that leads to the effects that it has. And also the uh, level of exploitation, because my mentally disabled co-worker was also in a program that allowed him to work for lower than minimum wage at my job for four hours a day because he could keep that schedule and be picked up by his elderly mother every day at the same time. And, you know, there was something to be said about the way that Whole Foods used his exploited labor because they could get away with it and be called good people because they did it. I mean, just the very existence of being able to pay people with certain disabilities below minimum wage for certain kinds and of work. Goodwill, goodwill does it as a business model. It's fucking I When I worked at the school that Johns Hopkins runs for children with all manner of cognitive impairment and disability, there's sort of two populations you work with and one population will be in that school till they're 21 and they're primarily taught to learn things like basically like how to wipe down tables in a like cafeteria setting and like menial labor of this nature and this is the real like goal is to like get them like get them to a point where you can pin them down into a four hour shift of doing something like this whereas any of their sort of if they have any inherent inclinations or skills they're completely ignored and sort of unregarded and like there's no thought that perhaps there's some uh, symbiosis to be had it working with this kind of population it's very rote and very like I was bad at working there because um you know guess what I'm on the spectrum. So Autism I didn't, central. I, I didn't have a really We're good sense of, I, I kind of was like, I don't want to make them do that. Like, like it didn't, it didn't. Yeah, you, could see that. you could see who was doing it, like didn't really want to do what they were being made to do. And I, you were like, uh, this is uncomfortable. I don't, it, well, like, and I didn't see the, uh, I didn't see the, per, the true purpose of it other than I was being told that I was supposed to whatever. And it was irritating to me. Bonnie instead taught them to play cards and then one day took them fishing. Uh, <laughs> okay. But to Bonnie's point, when I was working at Whole Foods with the mentally disabled, I learned from that person they had a full life they weren't mentally disabled which is a narrative that's told that like they don't have full lives and ought not to be and that's a horrible thing they they didn't become mentally disabled until their brain was rotted by methadone much later in life and they had many experiences that they taught to me about living in the 60s and 70s which was their only memories of life that they had before their brain was rotted by meth and 
That to me was more enjoyable than talking to any of the other fucking millennials that were pushing cards at Whole Foods. I personally have never had like an aversion to uh, like, you know, talking to people who were either legitimately or perceived to be in this area. So it's like, but I think I, it's a. I think not. You saying you don't have that feeling, but I think it's a common thing for children to have absolutely. an aversion. Absolutely. Well, my cousin has cerebral palsy, and I remember uh, having. Well, children, people generally, a whole society ostracizes yeah. them to the point where it's like, oh, what? The I, fuck? I remember being at a birthday party as a kid, and somebody noticed my cousin and how he spoke, and they came over to me and they were like, "Hey, who's that?" And I was like, "Oh, that's Johnny." And they were like, Johnny, stupid. And I was like, what the fuck? Well, <laughs> and I like how fucking, fucking dare you? I like fucking like when You want nuts, to fight for them. Uh, I will absolutely fight you. If you say something mean about somebody, well, I Bunny launched about, into a series uh, of words that all translated to different slurs for Turks. <laughs> <laughs> No, all the all the Greek all the Greek I knew at that age were just different things my dad called me, which were different words for idiot um, in Greek. So. Also Turks. Okay, yeah, my, which probably also Turks. Okay, my mentally handicapped uncle would get into fights with me because he also wasn't mentally handicapped until much later in life and couldn't develop past a certain age of mental development, which meant he stopped at thirteen, but he looked like a fifty year old mm. and so when i was 12 or 13 you guys went into a fucking fight we would get into it, it we would was get- it like the movie jack starring robin williams it was similar to that it was over who could ride the three-wheeler the longest and for the most uh i feel like you could you have a spry young body time. i felt like i could as well but he thought that it was too dangerous for me to don the cap of the three-wheeler driver he also opposed my um, trying to take down different nuts from the trees because he felt like I was hurting the tree. And Fair. he was also really into... You know what, man? Bu- the trees have was, no tongue. He was also into building birdhouses and he made beautiful birdhouses. He was a carpenter. That's cool shit, Uncle dude. Stanley. Sounds like he's entirely RIP, confident at a thing. But yeah. we did fight as teenagers because we were at the same mental inco- in, you know, capacity even though you look like a 45 year old. But this is the bunny's point though, like to speak of disability where it's like someone uh, becomes disabled later in life after they've been like an adult for a certain period of time or I can't maybe make even, a cool looking birdhouse. Which is distinct from somebody who only exhibits physical disabilities but is not actually cognitively impaired yeah, but is there's, perceived there's, to be there's, so. There's many layers well, to this yeah, but there's yeah. like a primary thing in like a lot of this is that like each individual has as all human beings have, because I think the first thing we need to establish is that like most of society doesn't view people with disabilities as like fully fledged human beings. That's I think unfortunately the case because you cannot make that argument that, you know, oh, you know, there's something like there's something, if only they could do X, then things would be great for them. Or like maybe these kind of people should not ought to be and like therefore we should like uh, like genetically screen against them, which is something like I'm working on in like a paper right now. And to make that argument means to think about these individuals to necessarily think their lives are not as rich as ours, which is just a false. It's just a, it's like blatantly false. And I think like our society should do in general is to give everyone a chance to like 
explore what they would like to le- like do in their lives and how they can contribute to society in this in in the manner that they can. But this this gets back to my original point that I think that this is going to be an organizing point for conservatives to organize around against people who are telling the parents of children that they are a number of mental illnesses or differently able and the I parents- think you're just missing the aspect of legitimizing the aspect of classifying and diagnosing how it legitimizes things wherein within certain arenas and classes it's not as if something that in a different time would be like oh like you're saying that they're weak or blah 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 is now seen as you can't criticize them because right they but i are, think there's a meta reaction to that i think that, that is the is, class that is the bourgeois of society that is reacting to being told by somebody in school, you know, a kid goes to school who's a problem child that goes to the guidance counselor and gets told that they have a problem by the guidance counselor to the parent. You know, the anti-vaxxing parent goes, who the fuck are you at my at this school telling my child that they need to take pills? Okay, I think that essentially what we can talk about with what Steve is saying is that there is... I think it's entwined has, with the anti-vax kind of movement against All of this being very right. rich white people absolutely right, right, and that right, is right. the republican organizational tool that worked like, with glenn like, youngkin bu- and will funny, work think, in the future okay i think that i'm not talking about the cities i'm not co- talking about the cosmopolitan i'm talking about organizing tools in the republican areas of this country to get people out to vote in 2022 I, I think there has been a long-standing generalized ever since like fucking general South Park bullshit shit about like putting your kid on Ritalin, blah, blah, blah. That That's always existed. And it's existed across different class and political lines. There is the somewhat liberally new agey toxins in your body type. There's the, uh, these lazy kids just need discipline type. There, There's like a bunch of ways that can be done. There is a slightly more organized now anti-vax thing that is starting to go from a generalized distrust of authority structures to a somewhat more cogent political movement, even though it pulls a lot of people in still. And there is also the general Q conspiracy theories. And I think within all of that, there is space for a taking these old populist ideas about an aversion to mental health as a real thing or as a way that it's corrupting the youth in some way or as a thing that is cachet amongst liberal bourgeois elites to flash around as some identity or something and that can be funneled into these other structures that can all feed into a, a cogent movement. An organization of politics. Which that is, could which is all, be which a is basis a, of Which is a cultural campaigns. thing now in America because America is built around organization, around cultural 
you know, cultural identity or culture wars. And I can see, you know, anti-therapist, anti-psychiatry being the next culture war. I guess I just, I do think that possibly, I, I just don't actually think that many people are accessing mental health care in the first place, let alone getting prescriptions or having any kind of actual like talk therapy situations. This is still very like, you know, not. So I think even that could feed into it's an alienized other thing that's used as this cachet commodity that it's flashed around by these bourgeois assholes who make our lives shitty and tell yeah, us how I we're... Yeah, I go and get my latte at Starbucks and go to my therapist. Yeah, and they're telling you how you're supposed to live your life and thinking you're some slack-jawed yokel because you don't go to therapy. I, like, I, I think even that also... And so what's the conclusion? But I don't think that narrative speaks to even a majority of people who can't seek therapy. Like, it's not like, I think, yeah, the same amount of minority of people who are conservative remain conservative and remain vulnerable to those arguments. And they value things like tradition over fairness. And that's just is the thing. And they are more active, more consistently in America. I think in reality, uh, more people are pretending that they they are getting some kind of health care in this area or whatever, uh, da, 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 than are resenting uh, being told that. Well, I mean, it would almost be an easier option for them to stop pretending and decide actually therapy is fucking bullshit and this whole, like, idea that anyone should want to do it is fucking stupid which also ties into the fact that they're not engaged with it and don't have anything to lose by taking that position uh and it, uh, and it gives them a common other like, to organize like culture against. culture worship is based on like, shit that you don't experience. You don't engage in. Because if you engage like, in Like CRT you... is something that 1% of the population engaged with. However, it swayed like a good portion of the white population of Virginia to vote for somebody. Why? It had nothing to do with well, how no, it much obviously, it had... CRT was taught in actual spaces. And, right. And, it has to do the, with... Right, exactly. That's fear, to my point. A fear of... Yeah, and it does a have to... discomfort about... About race. Absolutely, it does have to do that. And this is a discomfort about people being taught things in school but that it, they it's don't still, want they their ban, children to be talked to. They voted for a guy who promised to ban a thing that didn't exist, and that is, you know, something to think about... And yeah, sure, absolutely white supremacy feeds into that uh, and like so many other aspects of American culture and American capitalism are things that build that. But at the end of the day, their children were not being taught CRT. That wasn't a thing that existed, but they organized against it specifically because they weren't engaged with it. If, if they were actually knowledgeable of CRT or engaged with CRT, they wouldn't be the type that would have a weird knee jerk against CRT because they'd like it'd be a thing they'd know what it was. And I, I think the idea that, yeah, a lot of Americans are not engaged with therapy leaves a space to 
decide to make that a thing that's bad. Anyways, that's my prediction for 2022. I didn't mean it to be a debate like this, but I just see the winds of blowing in that direction. I've seen a couple of articles in The Guardian. I've seen a couple of articles in liberal institutions and conservative institutions that are anti-therapy, anti-psychiatry, anti-over-prescription. I also think that the left is going to kind of like kind of side with that position, that there is overprescription, that the pharmaceutical industry is telling people that they are weak and need medication, whereas people don't need medication, blah, 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 in order to but be I free mean, human beings. But I mean, then the other part is there is overprescription. Absolutely. It, it is yeah. a commodity. It is a... Absolutely. A, no, there are absolutely am, valid It is a money-making thing. I'm, I'm, not, um, I'm not saying this to be flippant because I'm somebody that went cold turkey on SSRIs and medication on the basis of that argument. I said, I don't need it, and so I stopped taking it. Now, now the thing that I think is a counterpoint is pharmaceutical industries do not want an organization coming out against being prescribed pharmaceuticals. And I think that that is a legitimate concern for a political institution that bases a lot of its donations on donations from the pharmaceutical industry. And so, yeah, I mean, that's a that's a bit of never been a real problem. It's never been a real problem. And I think and the other counter counterpoint is that I think the pharmaceutical industries would love to be the resistance to the conservatives in the long run. If yeah, it came yeah. To that. and like, you know, the idea that there's like a club that meets that can like push a button and tank a politician's career isn't true. They have other financing structures and also there's this weird fucking trick that people use called lying and you can just like literally say anything during a campaign and then do something else. It's legal. Uh, people do it all the time. And um, yeah, it's literally any populist message that's come out of the right, if you took it literally, would alienate several people who are giving that politician money. Yeah. Anyways, anybody got any other predictions for 2022? Meh. Was- I stand by my uh, man of the present. I, I don't know, like, this is just a fun idea rather than a prediction. Uh, I think it would be fun to watch uh, Biden floundering, well, you know, the Democrats and Biden floundering so hard before the 2022 midterm elections uh, that, like... Oh, my God, that's this year. Yeah, I know, yeah. That Biden, that, that's, that's this year, that's this year now. now. That Biden uh, starts a proxy war with someone. Just to get them, we'll get, them the up. We'll get them counts the up. Who do you think he's gonna go to war with? Well, I mean, the like the hot new thing right now is Taiwan. I mean, hot new thing, but then there's also like Russia and the Crimea. I mean, that's not Crimea, it's Ukraine. Sound generally. really complicated. They're very complicated. I like this is a thing. It's just okay. an, I, I, but Biden's my, not gonna do a goddamn thing re Taiwan. Oh no, yeah. of course Ukraine. not. No, of course not. He's not actually, actually meaningfully gonna do yeah, anything. Actually, but like that's the only pressure points I, I see I'm right of, now. I'm the the opinion that like they're not gonna do anything to win and they're just gonna lose. No, who's I don't gonna think this be is gonna Republican happen. I think it should be fun to see. Nominee. It's gonna be Donald Trump. It's yeah, gonna it's be Trump. Absolutely not. Trump absolutely all the not. Way. No, no. No, I don't no, I don't no. think Trump will win. Run. I don't think he will run. I think no it, way. I think I, it'll depend. I'm on 
Trump is going to run in 2024. I think it will depend on how the midterms shake out. I think that's like It a- depends on how many ecological disasters have occurred between now and then. <laughs> Uh, all of them. They'll all happen. <laughs> I have once in one weekend. It is 75 <laughs> degrees right now, by the way, on January 1st in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> I feel uh, like I should say it's not because uh, sometime in the future, someone is listening to this trying to make a book report for their future. Uh, Nobody's <laughs> listening to us and making a book report. <laughs> I would love that. Would be hilarious. I would love to listen to that book report. Everything I say is a fact. How cool would you be if you were like, I found this really esoteric podcast from the time we're learning about? Yeah, this is a real... When America America was still like a united country. Yeah, before it got balkanized. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Pre-balkanization, America? It is 50 degrees at two in the morning on January 1st, uh, 2022. Not unheard of. Not unheard of, but definitely like we should at least have a snowstorm by now. No snowstorm. Okay, I do think Trump is going to run. Absolutely not. And I say... Why do you think Trump's going to run? What's what's your main point? Because who else can uh, have such swag in the 2024? I think the thing that'll trip him up is the vaccines, but I think he'll run. And if somebody can do an anti-Trump, anti-vaccine campaign in the Republican, then... um, they might have a chance to upseat him, but I, I think he's going to uh, run. It's I just don't see why he would want to. Literally. Like on a personality level, you're like, why? I, I don't. I, I think he did mind. Why is he absolutely do it? everything he wanted to do. And also he had four years where he wasn't actually allowed to do anything he wanted to do, which was annoying to him. And I think he's done with that shit. Like uh, he's old. He doesn't give a shit. He w- wants to be in the news and he likes to be loved. But like, I predict it'll be some yeah. new insane person. Marjorie Taylor Green. No, and uh, we don't even know this person's name right this minute. It's a somebody who, in eighteen months, we're gonna go. Jesus Christ! And uh, they're gonna. Who's win. that person who just got uh, divorced? Uh, the, Madison Madison the, Cawthorn. Yeah, Cawthorn? Madison Cawthorn. I think Madison going Ca- yeah. Cawthorn Madison one. <laughs> Yeah, I think going by the predictions of the Assembly of yeah, God. Sorry, sorry. Sect. Uh, time out. Infamous con artist Madison Cawthorn. Yeah, who right. Says, we are aware. Who says he's a, he's a veteran, a but he, he actually he's a troop. liar and a con artist. He actually, he, just, was a, he was a drunk driving accident. That and he said, whoa, 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 coming okay. back from Who's spring this, break. Who right? is this cool person we're talking about? I'm just learning. Wait. He's Someone guy stole a, Valor he's, and drunk drove? Okay, but he... He's stole a, Valor to okay. cover up his drunk driving uh, paralysis. He's That's a guy so cool. that that was a, in a drunk driving accident yeah. who's now in... The coolest of accidents. Who's now in a, a wheelchair and he wheels around eh. saying that That's he's... Cool. That he's a, a veteran. Awesome. Well, lame if he's a real veteran. He's not a real veteran. Oh, that's cool He's a shit. compulsive liar. He was before the <laughs> okay, accident cool. that disabled him. Oh, that's he's, great. But he's also somebody that went to the high tower. What's he running for? Can he, I vote for him? He went to the Fuhrer Tower in Germany to, yeah, okay. to do tourism for how awesome the Fuhrer was. 
Oh yeah, he's a white nationalist <laughs> as well. Okay, okay, that's fine. also a thing. About so Cawthorn, twenty twenty four. But he yeah. did steal uh, valor <laughs> and drunk drugs. He also said when he got in this accident. He implied he saved his friend or his friend abandoned him or so, like something that was completely false. But it was like something he It'd be funny if he blamed his, the Jews for the accident. Um, it's like somebody, he saved somebody out of a tank that he wasn't in. Um, no, but also his wife left him and his wife was like a Russian. Uh, and if you believe the conspiracy theory, uh, a Russian agent and she left him and she's like super, according to some people, hot and I don't know, a bodybuilder or like a CrossFit person. So she couldn't be with him because he's half a man now. Well, he met her because he was a half a man doing a CrossFit oh, thing. Oh, okay. Where he met his wife at a CrossFit exhibit and was like, that's my wife. And then she married him and then a couple of years later divorced him. I thought it was a fake CrossFit exhibit. Like they like. They they faked it and he went to it oh, anyway. He stole CrossFit Valor too? Yeah. So he, no, no, no. He he's didn't into get CrossFit. into the Naval Academy, uh, which is something he lied about. And he didn't get into it or he did get into it? He did not. Okay, so he applied and was rejected. I believe that is yeah, what happened. Yeah, that's a nerd academy, though. But he, like, didn't he, apply for he likes, like someone we know who did not complete law school, but will call himself a lawyer. Uh, it's a similar well, thing. Like, he did also, not go as, to- as a real lawyer, do that all the time. It's great. You, you should do it. Steal lawyer value. The, the thing uh, I like best that Madison Cawthorn lied about, which is in this accident, he says that his friend left him in a car to die in a fiery tomb when in reality his friend pulled him out of the car the second he was able to which was corroborated by two witnesses why like like the first my first thought comes out why fucking lie about this if your friend like, unless yeah. this guy unless this guy like like fucked even, your even girl. if he fucked your girl even if he fucked your girl your Russian secret agent well, because it implies that you were unable to move yourself and your friend moved you and thus dominated you and <laughs> then they should vote well, for I think him we, I think we've come full Congress. circle to the conservatives hate fucking weakness weak people. they weak weakness even if you just become uh, weak one minute ago because you've been paralyzed immediately in a car crash. It's you of your own devising because you were drunk coming back from spring break. Yeah, and yeah, it's unclear you were if having he was a driving. fucking good time, man. Marlo, Come on. firm supporter of drunk driving. Yeah, yeah absolutely. How many DWIs you got? None, thank God. Because he drove to Wawa uninhibited. Uh, yeah, yeah, very uninhibited. He knew the road. He rode them roads real good. That's why he didn't get caught. You know, like, what are you um, going to do? So, yeah, so back to the Donald Trump prediction. He's going to run because he loves being the WWE bad guy. Okay. He loves being a heel. He loves being a heel. And also, the heel at this point makes him look like a good guy to a bunch of people. Okay, I don't think any of that's true, but also I don't know enough about professional wrestling to 
say you're wrong. Is what true? Is what true? That Donald Trump was necessarily a heel in his professional wrestling. Absolutely. Even in the WWE, he played the bad guy, and they beat him up, a fake version up of the, him. The, was he the heel? Yes. Or? Okay. Like they, the good guy beat up Donald Trump. He, there's a video of a fake version of Donald Trump being beat up. He loves being the bad guy. I feel like Donald Trump likes being the good guy. He loves being the bad guy to liberals in. Pol- Politics. That's like his. To me, no bad, no bad, no press is bad press. Like that's his. Like yeah, which is why I think. No wait, wait. Like why would he? Why wouldn't he make his triumphant return? If anything, because he might win, and that would suck. Yeah, but the lead up to that would be would get him. America's over anyway. He would have a permanent hard on for the entire like. Almost the process. entire year after he got reelected, like he would, yeah. The process would you would be rock hard, and it would maintain yeah. until like you know maybe you're thinking about it after a, him a year winning, in, yeah, because he would definitely win. Let's all be honest, yeah, he sure. would absolutely. Yeah, we're not win. debating whether you'd win or but not. Like, imagine if, if the two years he he leading up to that. Hate that. Yeah, imagine of course he would hate that. But do you think this guy thinks about that? his well being like that much into the future? Like, no, it's it's the pure high of doing it. Like seriously, I could not comment, but I would he love for him to the run again. First time because he one hundred percent did not think he was going to win. Yes, I agree. I completely agree. And I don't think. And like now that it's been literally proven that he can win, I don't think he's ever going to try that again. I, I think he's got a taste for it, and he, he can't get out of his skin, get out of his blood. It's in there, man. He's just gonna die before he gets the chance to run again. 82-year-old Donald Trump I, wins 2024. Yeah, not, oh, 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 no. He's going to... Henry Kissinger, however. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> boy. Betty White. Yeah, no, no, I saw no. I saw a tweet today. Now I can't Donald remember the tweet. Trump's it's like gonna die. Like, oh yeah, it was the oh that. No, last he's got adrenochrome. Big meal he ate really put him over the edge. He's gonna turn around <laughs> too fast on a staircase and fall down the stairs. That would have happened for by now. He has turned around on so many staircases before. That man would have fallen if he was gonna fall. It'll be so funny when he does, though. Okay, then who who else? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Don't be so well. It'll be on TV, and then nobody, people will know he's dead for a second. Oh, it'll be so funny. And then be like, oh my God, he's dead. Yeah, I don't know who it's going to be. Wait, hold on, stop. You know what's going to be the most annoying thing? All the fucking libs who are going to come out when Donald Trump dies and be like, he was the worst. President of all time. I want. They're gonna do a Thatcher on his grave. They're gonna try and dance on his grave, like people tried to dance on Thatcher's grave. Well, and it's I gonna mean, be what's upsetting. Wrong? Wait, yeah, I don't no, understand that's actually what's wrong good. With that. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with all of that. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say they were gonna do what they're actually gonna do, which is muster up some fucking nice shit to say. Yeah, and be like, is, yeah, so respectful of the dead. Oh my god, are you just fucking coming at how like fucking you know? Yeah, respectful I mean, he was a man of the working class. Yeah, and even though I despise like, everything shit, about man. him and all his ideas, I, a good person, can find something. Yeah, well, everyone's going to I can see both sides of it. I think their brains are broken at this point. And I think they're, no, it's like they're too gonna, They're going to be weak, and they're going to think that by like not shitting on Trump, that makes them better than Trump. When in fact, shitting on Trump would make you better on Trump because 
as a rule of thumb, you're better than whatever you shit on. Otherwise, you wouldn't be shitting now, on. Now, it. the thing that I'm worried about is George W. Bush dying. Oh, that's gonna be a that, fucking nightmare. That is. Oh, that's gonna suck. I ass. mean, I don't know why you even have to like wonder. They've already They've done it. They've already done it. They're already jerking off to the memory of the years of 2001 to 2009, and it is offensive. Just on a humanitarian level, let alone a foreign policy, but also every other level of humanity, of how you can go from hating this person to, well, you know, he was better than Trump, and actually he was the last bastion of rationality for our republic in like 10 years. How do you do that? That was in my lifetime. That was in my cognizant, like political existence how do you go from that in 2006 Steve was a political that? animal at this time I was a political Zoom animal I was looking at the bigger picture when I was 18 and Steve I said was a George platonic Bush, man George W. Bush bad and now they're saying George W. Bush good cute paints yeah Cognitive dissonance is nice to Michelle Obama. Yeah, has this is, cutesy hands. This is why I can't. I like. I think their their brains are going to pop when Trump dies because I think they'll be unable to say something nice. How about dare Trump. you say something bad about? Yeah, no, they'll say something but, nice about Trump. No, no, they'll say they'll they're gonna like the Bush. Bush will be the last Republican, last president. They will be able to be like, yes, he was a good, honest man. I honestly think that time will come for Trump, and they Juliana, won't be able to do it. They'll be no, unable to do absolutely it. Absolutely not. They're going to love Trump. You will. Um, I. You know what? Actually, actually. I got something for you. I'll tell you exactly what oh the fuck my God. we're going to we do. Bunny has got something on her phone that she's rifling through right now. So, I don't know if you guys know this, but Hillary Clinton uh, did one of those books like uh, Bill did with James Patterson, uh, but she did it with her favorite like mystery whatever author. Um, and I peeped some excerpts and the way the Trump-like figure is described in there is exactly what these motherfuckers will do. Basically, it's like, like, oh, he's a scoundrel, but you can't deny there's something about him, something magnetic, like, uh, etc. And these will be the kinds of things um, that I predict libs will say um, but because I feel as though liberals, uh, and this is, I run into this a lot, like there's an outsized sort of superstition around being kind about the dead. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel any, sort. like, of course, if you are related to the dead person, even if I did not like them. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be a dick. I'm not going to yeah. say something to you. But if this person only exists as an abstract political figure and yeah. they have died, I feel no obligation to perform um, some sort of reverence in just 
because this person has died, right? And plus, of course, if I liked them, I will feel some type of way, a la Betty White, I feel, you know, et cetera. But like when, for instance, John McCain died, I was like, fuck that guy. I don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> here, uh, these are some lesser Whoa. known things that uh, were terrible he did, uh, which is in, in addition to the things you might be aware no, like that are I, bad. I, I, um, and people were very, and I, a lot of liberals were like, oh my God, Bunny, like how could, you know, I respect the dead and all this kind of it stuff. It was and part I'm just, of the way that me and Bunny developed our friendship. I also feel very strongly like there's no need to do that. Like also outside of politics when, for example, uh, uh, XX Extension uh, was killed and it was broadcast on a live and etc which is like whoa crazy tragic whatever but this is a guy who literally tied his ex-girlfriend to a radiator and gouged out her eyeball in an episode of abuse this is not like a run of the mill sort of case of abuse like I no that's like that's a that's like crazy level of sadism. Yeah, so I was like, whatever. Uh, I actually got into an argument with somebody I know who was like a fan of their music and I was like, okay, like, but... Yeah. Well, but okay. But like, I, I, I take your point. I, I completely agree that the libs have this like weird fascination or obsession with like venerating the dead. Yeah, civility and venerating the dead. But I think like... Trump presents this like unique position in which everything that came before Trump at least adhered to some sort of conception of civility, at least adhered to a conception of America that was like a one they could maybe agree with, even if it was on the right side, a right wing of the political spectrum. And like, well, you know, we, we still can come together and like talk about things and be a united people. While with Trump is a total, at least in their brains, right? In their minds, Trump is a total divergence from what it even fucking means to be American because he's uncivil and he's a whole wing of the party, which like wasn't really representing the Republican party beforehand, like a kind of pseudo populist movement. And I think they're going to have a real hard time doing the civility narrative of like, this motherfucker's dead, we need to honor them when he does die. I think it's really going to hurt them because they're going to be trapped between this person doesn't represent America, which is what you do when someone dies who's supposed to be like a, someone who's like a public figure. Just to like rep, say, oh, it's really sad for them to have died. Oh, because they least- killed so many Vietnamese. Yeah. They're such a good yeah, people. But it's still, permiss- it's still permissible. Be- it's still permissible because they still represent America in a tangible way. Well, Trump for them, the libs so doesn't many actually represent America. Trump is like an outside force of America. Trump will be normal. It depends on how much time passes before he dies. Like right now, there's people who are like, "Let's get something off the ground and make sure he doesn't get buried at Arlington or whatever," because he got impeached. And like, who gives a flying fuck? I just cannot imagine something that could matter less. One hundred percent, I could not disagree with you more. If there was a cogent movement to exhume Trump's corpse and dishonor it, I would have so much respect for liberals. If yeah, there I'm was saying a- that they want to prevent him from being buried at Arlington. And I say we need to radicalize them and prevent him from being buried at all. His body should be placed face down so his soul cannot travel upwards to heaven. And... <laughs> 
he should be beaten with sho- the bottoms of people's shoes, thus dishonoring him. And if the liberals got into that game, I would be so on so board with their shit. So you want them to Mussolini him? You th- I want them to... Absolutely, I want them we to should do- Mussolini Trump. He should be hanging upside down at yeah. a Seneca Naked right now. With his- yeah, or, with or, or like, or like uh, how the like, fucking Apache would like cut your head off and then bury it face down or some bullshit. I, I don't know. Like, I want them to kill him spiritually. Like, obviously, they're never going to fucking do that. They're lives, but they can't, like, say a nice word on Twitter when he dies, is what no, I'm saying. Like, I'm I don't saying think that's that anything short of physically desecrating his body so his soul cannot reach heaven is the equivalent of saying a nice thing on Twitter. And they either need to commit or they need to back down and hail Trump now. I am in the exhumation gang. I will exhume Trump's corpse if the people call on me to do so. I will uh, look to several folk religions and different movements uh, to figure out the best way to guarantee that his soul is incapable of passing on to the other world in the most religion possible. I'll do that. I don't uh, think the liberals will be brave enough to do that. This, yeah, I there's, think clearly, the, there's clearly a line between exhuming him and being like incapable of doing the same civility rituals we did before. I just Come don't on. think, I, I just think this anger at him has an expiration date. And I feel like much like... I, I, there's a possibility an even worse sort of figure will come to be a yeah, contrast. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Is well, the uh, yeah, I mean, that will clearly happen. It, uh, but, whatever, just, but I mean, like, I just think of how how disgusted people were at George W. Bush. And, like, it it literally was not simply the existence of Trump that made people right. soften Absolutely. on on W, um, all of the fucking like well, George W. Bush was a liberal. These at the motherfuckers end of the day. were already friends with Trump before this shit. Trump like, is a liberal is, at the end of the day. At the end, like, end of the day, Trump is a liberal. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, we all said it. Well, yeah, no, I mean, he, I he is at the, and, and if anything, yeah, he's a slightly years, gay liberal. Yeah, in fifteen years, <laughs> like no, I mean. Oh, I in mean all that seriousness, seriously. 15 years ago, Trump There is not a single 90s or early 2000s piece of media that I have rewatched in the past year and a half that has not featured a cameo from Mr. Donald Trump. He the was, nanny, I don't know, I mean, I sex him, in the city. I find him deeply apolitical in a lot of ways. Even though he is a liberal, I think he's a liberal in the sense in which we're all liberals. We're just, like, we live under... Like liberalism, yeah, but he, but like, he is very lives under liberalism. Yeah. I mean, he absolutely comes out of the wealthy New York socialite real estate mogul scene. Like his entire world is built upon liberalism. <laughs> if liberalism doesn't exist, Donald Trump does not exist. Yeah, I, like I, I completely agree, but I think that's still a difference than like him as an individual. Like, subscribing I think to a in fifteen project. years, Democrats will tell us we need to vote for Trump Jr. or else Richard Spencer wins. Oh my God, that would be. Like, no, I'm I, saying I, that unless we do our jobs and start beheading some of these people, mm, like yeah, now we're I, talking, I don't know. And we can just wipe out okay, Trump. Okay. You know, some religions say that um, cremation is the only way to go to heaven. Other religions say cremation prevents you from going to heaven. I say we burn half the body. Whoa. Which Radical. Half? Which half? I was going to say. 
Oh, so you cut them? You cut them uh, vertically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 just yeah. gotta go with the Vertical, natural like symmetry. A, like in a Jason movie when he stabs you through the tent. Just splits you up yeah, the middle. Yeah, splits, you, splits your dick in half. I feel like that's Jason Four. Though the head does awesome. need to remain because it needs to be buried upside down. That is very, definitely important in a bunch of religions. I don't care for all this necromancy that Marlowe is. It's more. Proposing. It's not so much necromancy. It's more like various <laughs> warrior cultures, like you know, dishonoring their slain enemies. Mancy. Yes, we will. Drag his corpse around the city walls and wail for our dead lovers. Put his head on the pike. Yeah, let it rot there. No, we uh, will wail in joy and also to scare the evil spirits away. And we will sing some Just labor songs and hail... And we'll, we will hail the yeah, it'll memory be, of We'll Lennon. fucking black hawk down that motherfucker. I just think something... Batch that's gonna happen, and it's gonna be like something's gonna cave in. Like a wait, is this your twenty twenty two prediction? I just in general, I do think an ecological disaster is coming, but like politically, I feel like something is going to happen where things seem to have a certain trajectory for a long time, and then all of a sudden, these people are too old, and things are different. So um, I, I, I feel- think even if there was a ecological uh, catastrophe, I think it will be immediately polarized and immediately politicized and there will oh, be two camps I am hoping that come out for of that. A, I am hoping for a disruptive loss of life. Yeah, like uh, all of Oklahoma just... Or like... Or, like um, or some Or like some important people being victims, et cetera, Ooh. where it... it Causes a different sort of so like an Epstein's island just mm-hmm. erupts. That other Epstein island that's got a secret volcano on it. Yeah, um, yeah, the Epstein volcano or an earthquake. Thank you. 
pretend we are 